<laughs> I fucked it up. We're good. We're <laughs> I good. fucked it up. We're good. What the hell is up, good, everybody? Baby. Come on. Back in We're the office. Back boss. in the office. Office. See me clocking in. There's my ticket. It's 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 in the window. It's it's in the slot. Let's see all day everyday show with all day AJ and Omi Manny Ruffin. No longer partnered with Vendetta Sports Media, and this show is no longer presented by Monkey Knife Fight. We, to keep this short and sweet, we are going in our separate direction. We're doing what the what is best for us. And, um, you know, this is just a decision, an executive decision that Manny and I made. And I wanted to come out there and say that because at the end of our videos, we have Vendetta stuff on there and their logo on there. So we want to just be straight up with you guys that we are no longer with them. Uh, we're just doing what the what is best for us moving forward. Uh, as you can see... Saturday, we were at Jerry's at Paranormal Base, his event hosted oh by Dimers. God. We went there and, and finally got to do our third meetup. Now we have met in person Kenny McAndrus, Thomas Martinez, and Paranormal Base Jerry. So that's super cool. Another just another connection. You guys missed out, man. You got some booze, played some bets, got some drip. Yeah, it was dope. I mean, talk we, some shit. Like you guys dope. definitely missed out on a good time if you guys didn't slide to that meetup, man. I'm gonna keep it a hundred right now. Yeah, man. We had a lot of fun on Saturday, and then obviously this is just uh, you know the first of, <laughs> I guess the third of many. We almost, we almost made a vlog. <laughs> yeah, we almost made a vlog. We have, we a, a, we have a halfway done vlog for you guys <laughs> for yeah. a two minute vlog. But, and then obviously it had to, you know, it was went to shit but it's okay <laughs> um and then the the final kind of starting note that i want to say here is and the only reason i'm saying this is because we did promote the shit out of this um andrew marshan we said wednesday july 28th in multiple different episodes we promoted it because we thought it was going to happen unfortunately that episode will not be coming out for you guys because it didn't happen um things like that just happen, happen sometimes you know Sometimes when you're trying to deal with the big fish, sometimes the big fish have bigger fish that you have to attend to. Correct. And I think that's kind of what happened there. We're, 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 we'll get them back, though. Boys. Yeah, we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll we're always back. working to get some other people on here. So, I mean, like Manny always says, like this whole team always says, we move. So, stuff like that's not really going to drag us down. We're going to work to find some other people and, and go from there. So, we just want to be transparent with you guys once again. Um, just that, you know, we did promote it and it didn't happen. So, if you guys were expecting that video... We do apologize, but you know there's plenty of other people for us to get into. So with that being said, let's get into tell today. them what we are doing today. Right, so today we put out the hot takes tweet yesterday. I checked the mailbox this morning. We had some mail from you guys, so we have about <laughs> you've got mail. We have about seven hot takes to go over here. We're also going to talk about the uh, Yankees and Phillies, obviously surging right now uh in july and back in, in into august right now um i definitely have some thoughts about that i know you're a little excited about your yankees i know everyone's hyped about the phillies and obviously hyped about bryce and things going on there but let's jump into these goddamn hot takes man my boy stevie carlton we need to replace stevie with the roy holiday not replace not replace we'll say we'll add roy holiday to to the collection of Bible. we are also thinking about going to a yankees game later in august and i was looking at tickets for games and there was like a dj lemayhu bobblehead night why do you think i picked that game so we can add to the collection of fellas down here. Come on. Weirdo, man. There's too many, there's too many New York guys. We need, we need a couple more Phillies I know. guys. We got Pauly, we got RJ, and then we got Steve. But all right, fucking hot takes. Let's go. Let's go. So first hot take of the day. My boy Christian Issue comes in hot and says, who's the bigger fanboy? Manny for Embiid not winning MVP or Ish and his Knicks? Now, to start this, I'll start this, saying, I'll start this off quick, Ish, and I'll say this. I did not experience a full NBA season with your Knicks fandom in my ear, I did have Alex's. That is fair. I did have Alex's Knicks fandom in my ear. I'll say this. If your Knicks fandom is right with or even above Alex, I might give you the edge there. Now, listen, I was holding on for dear life with Embiid. We all know this. We all know in the, in the walkout episode, yes, Embiid is second. He shouldn't have won. He got hurt. Obviously, Jokic with the with the with, with second in the West, and he's he averaged like 26, 10, and 8 assists for a big man close to 54, 90. It should have been Jokic, okay? Understood. I was holding on for dear life with Embiid, and honestly, low-key, because the way I was holding on for dear life for so long when the race was over, I might say I was probably a bigger fanboy in the situation than the Knicks. I don't know. I would say, I had this easily, I would say you with Embiid. Easily. Easily. 
Yeah, all right. We gotta see. We gotta see a full ish season. You with know, the I mean, I just think that how and a lot. I mean, this goes for me. This goes back personally to remember when we were doing these shows back uh, on Zoom oh, and I we was riding in- and we had that uh, halfway the the NBA. Uh, yeah. award, rookie, no, uh, just NBA yeah, we're awards. Doing, we're doing midseason awards. Right? Yeah, midseason awards at the halfway point, and both of us had were in agreement that Embiid was the. But he was MVP. healthy at the time, right? No, but I'm just saying, like yourself, along with myself, you we were, obviously we were more than me. That train we're hard. both on that Joel Embiid MVP train. So I have to put you in that sense there, just because it's easy. I All mean, right. it's an easy choice fuck there. It, fuck it, whatever. Fuck it. Next, <laughs> next hot take. Second hot take of the day from my boy TJ Kerr. TJ, my boy, TJ. my boy. Kyle's football playoffs shouldn't extend past four teams. Woo, TJ. I wish, see, ah, I need to ha- I need to add a description part because I need you to defend yourself for this. Because what the fuck, TJ? You like the four-team format, honestly. So you think teams like, like the year that Penn State won the Big Ten with two losses, you think they don't deserve a chance to play for the national title? You don't think Cincinnati last year? Deserves a chance to play for the national title. You don't think a team like Texas A&M that goes to the gauntlet of the SEC loses two games or two? No, they lost two games because they lost their bowl game. But they lost one game in the regular season. They don't have a chance to play for the national title. I can't agree with that four-team statement just because there's so many teams that deserve it. It happens every year, TJ. We can see it. We'll see it this year. If it's, if it's four teams this year, we'll see three, four teams that were like deep down. No, yeah. Those guys would have did some serious damage in, in the offs if they got. I don't. I, I think it should it should easily be over four. We could do six, giving the top two teams a bye. We can do a lot of things, but I don't think four is it. I think we had a great discussion on this two episodes ago. Facts. And obviously, with the new moves that are going to the SEC, right? It just me personally just doesn't make sense that you would have four teams in the college football playoff. You're excluding more than like just so many teams in that SEC where you have to select because we were like we were saying you know two episodes ago. Well, then you look at like you said Penn State. We look at guys like Michigan, obviously Big Ten, but there's you know Texas, Oklahoma, Bama, LSU, Auburn, all those. Not everybody can get in. Yeah. So and obviously love, you can say that. I would love but, to. I would love if we had a stat for this. If it was like how many teams. Every year, finish with either undefeated or one loss. Has to be seven or eight. If you think that nah, this, it's not seven or eight. It's if you think that this discussion has not come up already, about oh my god, it has to. Then has then you're wrong. Okay? I would just love to know, CTJ. I wish CTJ next week. I'm gonna post the hot takes again. Give us your reasoning why. I want to hear your argument because there's, there's there's arguments to both, and obviously because it, all right, if you and I'm I'm going too long with this, but what I'll say that my closing thoughts about this is like if you look at the BCS. Before it was a fourteen playoff race, it was a huge race throughout the season. Every game was huge because you can't lose a game if you're not you're not gonna make that BCS national championship if you lose a game essentially. And it kind of makes that same feel with the college football playoff. Like you had to have a damn near perfect year to get in that top four. It does allow for some room for error. We've seen one loss teams in there. We've seen bad loss teams in there. We've seen Clemson lose the pit and they come on and win the national championship. So we've seen the the leeway that the fourteen college playoffs adds. But, I mean, it's football, man. There's injuries and other things going on. I think they need to race to eight, six at least. But it's my closing thoughts on that. Next hot take from our boy Sammy Two Times, Sam Linton Two on IG says, Derrick Rose is oh, – Derrick Rose – wait, what was it? MVP? Yeah. Prime Derrick Rose is overrated. So we'll say MVP Derrick Rose, that three-year stint where Derrick Rose was the man before for, – so 21, 22, 23-year-old Derrick Rose. I guess we'll say prime Derrick Rose, his three all-star years before he got injured, is overrated. Now. Talk about explaining yourself. Sam, you would have had me if you said Derrick Rose's MVP year was overrated. You would have had me. Derrick Rose's prime being overrated? Listen, the dude's averaging 21 and 7 at 21 7, 21 6 at 21 years old. Comes back the next year, 22, leads the Bulls to a 62 and 20 season above the Cavs that year, mind you. Was it the no, it was the Heat. Above the Heat that year at 62 and 20. He was top five in win shares that year. He averaged twenty five and eight. His next best his next best player was Luol Dang and Joe Kim Noah. <laughs> they go sixty two and twenty. He's twenty years old. And you said that you said it well, right Dang. here, Sam. You said it right here. This is my closing thought. You said it right here when you were talking about the CB three and Nash debate, and you were talking about MVPs. And we, it always comes up when we talk MVPs. They love a story. Chicago native went to Simeon High School in Chicago. Played for Chicago. The next coming of Michael Jordan. Twenty two years old. Sixty two and twenty season. First seed over the over the Heat that year, the big three Heat. 
Overrated? No. I think there was a lot of hype because he's a young guy. Imagine Ben Simmons at 22 won MVP. There's going to be a lot of hype. Overrated? No. Hyped up? Ah, that's... I'm I'm losing. I'm losing. Was that was that to get an arousal out of us, or was that your actual opinion? Because I just don't think that that is a reasonable answer. You're you're not stumping me. Like you're not you're not making me like his prime wasn't overrated. You're not stumping me here, but you're making me like I can't find the words to tell. I am confuzzled because he wasn't overrated. There was a lot of hype at your answer to that. There was a lot of hype. Overrated? No. That's like saying, so let's say David, Devin Booker has another great year next year. Mm-hmm. We'll take the bubble year this this year that just passed and next year for Devin Booker, hypothetically, and he gets injured in the fourth year. Does that make Devin Booker's prime overrated? No. Yeah, knock on fucking wood because we love Dev. No. Overrated? No. A little bit hyped up, maybe, by the masses? Uh, that is a good comparison, though. Yeah, I, I, I'm doing the best I can for you, Sam, because you sound dumb, but I'm doing my best for you right here. <laughs> Next hot take. Moving my, on. My boy Ski, Raymore21 on Instagram says Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe. So I don't know if you were going to say Tyrese Maxey or Isaiah Joe, or you're going to say Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe need to be in the lineup or something, and they ran out of characters. I'll take it as, what are my thoughts on Tyrese Maxey and Isaiah Joe? Flat out, quick, real quick. Tyrese Maxey, definite six man. I like him over Shake Milton. He's snapping right now in the, in the summer league. First game, he had 19 in the first half versus Dallas, I think it was. I mean, we know who Tyrese Maxey is. Isaiah Joe, I love how you brought his name up. And I seen we were talking. I mean, I didn't get back to you in the group chat, but you said in the group chat about Isaiah Joe, how he has a ratchet. And that kid, he's going to be a 40% three-point shooter in this league, a good 3 and D guy. I'd need him to work a little bit more on creating shots with the ball in his hand, and he'll take it to the next level in this league. But I'm a big Isaiah Joe guy, and we know how I feel about Maxey. I mean, we had to get his fucking poster up. Shout out Benchmark. But we know how I feel about Maxey here. Yeah, I I think Maxey... Obviously, for me, it's, you said six man. It's great six man. I loved when they took that pick. I obviously am, am you know, really fond of those guys. Obviously, quickly as well because they were they were teammates. Um, so I personally, as a Knicks fan, I would have been fine with either or. You know, um, I think Maxie's the right call. Now again, you you know, Ski could have been saying that you want this or that, mm-hmm. but I think it's fine to say this is my thoughts on this. This is my thoughts on this. I, I would ride with, like you said, I like the point that you brought Shake into this because I would say I would take uh, Maxi over Shake. And I'll close it with this, though. Um, in terms of making a trade, if you were making a trade to get rid of Ben Simmons, a lot of these trades have Shake and or Maxi in it. So if you want to do that, then I don't think getting Ma- getting rid of Maxi is the right call in any which way whatsoever. So that's that's what I'll leave it on. Next hot take. Eamon Scanlon 8. Jalen Hurts for MVP. Oh, I didn't even Bro- see that one. Brother, brother. Okay. Now? I'm these gonna, are I'm these delusional to, no, 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 bird I'm, fans. No, listen. As you're, as you're, as you're listening to this, Amy, I think he's I'm joking. going to need you to adjust your heart on let's, for Jalen Hurts real quick. Waistband it. Get it out the way. Your, your, your boner for Jalen Hurts is showing let's, to the pants right now. Let's give him the benefit of the doubt. He's I will say this, though. I will say this, though. Potential. Jalen Hurts has the potential. Mm-hmm. No, you're not, you're, you're not going to know where I'm going here. He okay. has the potential to be the best quarterback in the NFC East this year. He does. I actually would agree with you. He does. I actually will agree with you. MVP, a lot would have to go right. A lot. Can you imagine what, what, uh, let's see, let's see. The only reason, now, Jalen Hurts for MVP, I, like, Jalen Hurts will ha- probably have a good year. All I'm saying is for MVP, he would have, we would have to win 12, 11 games, 13 games. We'd have to make the playoffs, probably win our division. <sighs> Jalen Hurts, best QB in the NFC East this year. I'll ride you with. I'll ride you on that. I'll ride you on that. I'm not too high on Jalen Hurts though, but I will say this: the potential is here. Are you looking at Jalen Hurts? What, what his odds are to win MVP? Mm-hmm. He's not even listed. Oh, he is. He has what? He has better odds to win MVP than Daniel Jones. I wouldn't pick Daniel Jones as an MVP. Wow. Are you kidding me? Jalen Hurts at plus 7,500. You know what it probably Daniel is? Daniel Jones at plus 10k. You know what it is? It's probably the fact that Jalen Hurts has less. Jalen Hurts has better odds to win than Saquon. Eamon, you might be on to something here. Bro, let's just relax. Eamon, you might be on to something oh here. God. I will say he had a chance to be the best quarterback in the NFC The East. delusional. MVP. Just rubbed off on you. Maybe NFC Offensive Player of the Year. MVP is tough, bro. <sighs> I, I will agree with the fact, and I hate that I'm agreeing with everything, but I will agree that he does have the potential to, to be the best in the NFC. Let's East. East, sorry. Uh, let's not take anything away from Dak's comeback season. 
I probably wouldn't put Dane Jones at the top of that list anyway. And then you have Fitzmagic over in Washington. So it's, it's really between be Henneke. Yeah, but we'll see though, because we we know we Fitzmagic loves that. I'm not gonna go too deep on that, but he loves being that role. Like, listen, yo, I'm moving to this team. They had this young guy. The whole I fan was base him is, with Miami, bro. They had this that this young guy. The whole fan base is high on. Uh-huh. Here I come with my beard. I'll have a great four weeks. I'm old as hell. I'll have an amazing four weeks. Make everyone love me, and then, then I'll just thirteen plummet. fucking teams. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Next hot take. David Scanlon, Eagles finished top two in the NFC East. Now I'm interested. I want to get your opening takes on this, Alex, because may read that one more time. Eagles finished top two in the NFC East. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need your opening thoughts on this because, I mean, I think you kind of see where I feel, how I feel on this, but I'm interested to see, do you think this is blasphemy? Do you think this is realistic? I, I need to hear your thoughts on this. I think it's realistic, but will I think that it happens? No. Mm. Uh, I'm going to see. I, I'm We're too early for me to say who's going to win right. the, the NFC East. I will probably be changing many times throughout this season. But I think it is realistic. I think you can put the Eagles right now at two or three. I don't think the Eagles are a NFC East division winner, winning contending team right now. Uh, I don't really think the Giants are right now yet. But at the same time, I don't really think any of those teams in that division right now are clear cut. Are clear cut. You yeah. can say right now the Washington football team is going to win the NFC East or the New York Giants are, are going to win the NFC East. I don't think that's right. any with, the, and that's just the nature of this division over the past three, four, five, six years. It's the worst division in football, mm-hmm. so you can't make that decision. I will say it is realistic. Do I think they it will happen? Not really. Maybe, maybe two, maybe three. It's right now. Here's here's what I'll say on this because if you guys see now that now that I have my own podcast, Subtleflex. <laughs> I'll say this. I haven't been watching as much First Take, Undisputed, First Things First. Even the small guys I've watched on I'll YouTube. You. Shout out Sports Talk with Bros, one of my favorite guys, Philly guy. I haven't watched as many of my sports podcasts that I've usually listened to before I started making my own because it's a lot of fucking work. Right. I have caught a little bit of, of some shit going to football because, you know what I'm saying, it's football. We, we, we study hard for football. And I've been seeing these First Takes and Undisputed and all that saying, Cowboys that win 12 games and Cowboys won 11 games easy. So it seems like it's one of those years again where people are just slotting the Cowboys at the top of that list. Mind you, when they do that, the Cowboys usually fuck up. I've seen this yeah. over the years. I'll say this. What it seems like is everyone's saying there's a three, there's basically a three-man race for two. So we'll say it's a three-man race for two. How do you disrespect the football team so much from being that team they were last year? That defense is the whole defense is coming back. They add a guy like Fitzmagic. Terry McLaurin's coming back on his second year. <sighs> Washington has to be your clear-cut two, barring any fuck-ups. Right. right. What I'll say is Washington isn't winning more than 10 games. So at that, say, let's say Washington drops one or two along the way. They, go, they win nine or eight games. That's when the door's open for a team like Philly to win 10 or 11 on a magical year and get second in that division. It's going to take 10 wins. So basically what you're saying is if the Eagles can finish top two in that division, you have them locked for 10 wins. That's where you start to lose me. Honestly, honest opinion, I think we finished third. At nine wins, I'm gonna I'm gonna stay with my same prediction I from think, the twist. Um, I think the Giants are at eight and a half right now for wins. <laughs> it's the over under eight and a half. I believe I, I I'm pretty sure that that's they're eight a, and a half. That's a sharp number. So that's a sharp I, number. I, it always is. Um, they had the Eagles at six. Remember, remember at the, at the, we're talking at the at the uh, meetup. Birdman was telling us that the yeah, Eagles were at six. True. And if you and if you think Damn. about how sharp Vegas is, I feel like that's low. Oh, it's low. So we're we're essentially going to predict that the Eagles are going to get four more wins than Vegas predicts. Uh, Vegas is wrong sometimes, but that wrong on those on those on those lines. You know they always find a way to be right on that though, right? Because eight and a half you could think would be a lock. Like I'm not saying it is, yeah. but you like you, let, let's just say you thought it was a lock. It could be like the last game of the season, and they have to win for it to hit. And you're exactly. like, how the hell do you guys know that? Exactly. I, I don't think. What do you mean by that? I got the Eagles. I got me. I got the Eagles winning nine games locked. They're just gonna need a lot of help from the rest of the division. If they win nine, if they win nine, we're right you, in that you mix. prove you prove David Scanlon's point. We do, we do, because I think they can finish second in that division with nine wins easily. I could see it being like a Cowboys win twelve, mm-hmm. Eagles win nine, Giants win eight, Washington football teams win seven six. But I do want to say this before we move on to the next take. I keep thinking about these shirts. Like, what could you imagine if we like like 
had just matching shirts every show. I feel Facts. like we just look so Facts. goddamn uniform every time. We, Can you we, imagine? That? You know what I'm saying? When, when there's some all day, when there's some all day. Yeah, uh, when that time stuff. comes, ladies and gentlemen, yeah, just know comes. we will be rocking our own t-shirts so the, everywhere. We the go. next fucking the hot next take. One, I'm going to. Need, it's my boy Ev. And I think was it Crawchuck? Crawchuck? I don't know. Let me see. It's, it's Ev, bro. It's Ev. Top yeah, one. it is. That's him. Crawchuck? Crawchuck? Yeah, that's Evan. That's Let's Evan go, Crawchuck. Ev. You got it. I got it? All right. <laughs> you got it. Our boy. He met him on Friday. Let's get it. Ev, you're my guy. Best cornhole player on the East Coast. Locked. <laughs> I got I got a grand of my boy versus whoever you got in cornhole. Locked. Anyway, my boy Crawchuck1 on Instagram goes, Bryce for MVP or we ride. Now, I love this. I love this take because you can see the Red Sea parting for Bryce. He's hitting about 290 this year. He has 20 or he has 20 home runs. The only thing people don't like is that it's, it's the it's the 40, 50 RBIs. Because if you look at the MLB, there's about seven there's about seven guys right now that have 70 RBIs plus. They'll finish around the 110, 120 mark, around over 100 easily. But I'll say this about Bryce to win MVP. It's the it's 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 the batting 292. It's being top five in slugging percentage. It's being top five in OP in OBS. I think he's top five in OPS as well. Top ten in win in um in oh fuck what's the stat I heard now he's top ten in win probability added now people think like all right he has eighteen home runs and he's not not a lot of RBIs but if you look at the, him being in top ten win probability added that's telling you that every home run he hits are clutch home runs that's putting us that's giving us cushion to win a game giving us the lead in the game if you look at his last couple home runs his last three home runs Bryce Harper's plus five hundred to win an MVP right now I like that if you look at his past couple games his last home run against the Mets it was two nothing in the eighth. He hit one to make it, or 2-1 in the eighth. He hits one to make it 3-1. A couple nights before that, it's 3-1 in like the seventh or sixth. He hits, he hits one to make it 4-1. So the, the RBIs and the home runs that he hits, mind you, 18 solo home runs. So people who shit on the RBIs, hitting eight out of his 20 home runs, 18 of them are solo. The, so um, if there's people on base there, the RBIs are up. I'm just saying he hits the ball in clutch situations. He's shown you can hit for contact. He can hit for power. He can walk. He's obviously him. He does what he does in the field. He's a hustle player. With the Tatis injury and Tatis moving to the outfield, if you think Tatis is gonna go, is gonna trend down to finish the year, that he has to move to the outfield. Obviously, the shoulder with Tatis is a problem. He's gonna have to get surgery on that. Say he falls off and Bryce stays on the path that he is on. Phillies win the NL East. Bryce Harper, NL MVP. Wow. The uh, the headline around Bryce Harper right now is since the All Star break, he has just emerged into the player that this team but so desperately say, needs. But I wouldn't even say since the All Star break. I can, I think could, it was right you after. You can say the break. last year. Yeah, but I will say can, in terms of this surge that he's on right okay. now, I, I will say that, and I think that's a lot of these headlines right now. Is a lot, a lot of these analysts are saying, and and those Phillies broadcasters, Crook and T Mac, well, you see this surge from Bryce Harper after the All Star break, all these home runs, being able to drive in runs, being able to just help the team out in clutch situations. You can always count on Bryce, and this is what they signed him to do. And I think the problem that is kind of centered around Bryce's you pay him all this money you certain you you almost have that expectation right. for a player like that so now it's like damn he even though we expected him to do something like this he's still exceeding those expectations that we had for him so I think Bryce is a huge part of why the Phillies are, are so successful right I'll now which this, we are going to get to in a short moment I'll say this about Bryce so he had the MVP he had his MVP year the next year, well, I'm talking. We're going way back to the Nationals, way back, and we're talking about the Phillies, Yankees today. So I'm gonna go a little longer on this because that's that's my guy. That's fine. So if you look at he has the MVP year when he's with the Nats. The next year is the year he fucks his knee up when he goes runs in the first base and he has that buckle of the knee. So that year he's still having like a top ten, top five um, year from the batter's box. Gets hurt, obviously doesn't finish the year. Next year is when he leaves the Nationals. I forget when he left. Was it halfway? Whenever he joined us, he joined us and then they wanted to win the World Series that year. First year with us. He struggled. A lot of strikeouts, a lot of pop-ups. We everyone was like, I don't know if this is worth the money. Da, da, da. Then we look at the shortened season. Last season, he played well. I don't yeah. have the exact stats on me right now, but he played. He, there was there's still strikeouts with a problem, and there were some problems with Bryce, but he was playing well. He wasn't getting getting the recognition he deserved because we weren't that good. Look at this year. Bryce is having another good year. Top ten in every hitting category you can you'll fucking look up. And he advanced that. He's top ten in all of them. He was top ten in all of them before the All Star break. He comes out. He comes out of the All Star break. He starts hitting a couple more home runs than usual, and the Phillies are surging. Now everyone's like, "Why is this happening?" Oh well, Bryce Harper's been that guy. Bryce Harper's been that guy for about two years now. Not amazing, and I wouldn't even say say I would even say exceeding expectations because me personally, I when we signed Bryce Harper, me and my boys had a couple conversations, and 
we're talking like, yeah, this is guaranteed 35 home runs, 40 home runs, 110 RBIs a year. Lock, guaranteed. He hasn't exceeded that, but he's been good. And we can't deny that he runaway MVP. No, MVP or we riot. We have to see how Tatis finishes this season off. Obviously, the DeGrom the injury helps Bryce a lot. And then you have Tatis injured, injury as well with the shoulder. He's moving to the outfield. Does that affect him? We don't know. Tatis is a baller. His instincts are out off the charts. I think he'll be good wherever he's at. But Tatis is still at 31 home runs. I think he's batting like 290 as well. So Bryce has room to catch up to him. I, I, I could see it happening. I could see it happening. I'm not riding if Bryce doesn't win MVP, but I could easily I might see it ride that because uh, the last time he won a National League MVP was in 2015. Six years later, really is is a, like I said, is a huge force in this Phillies charge of eight wins in a row. Obviously, they lost last night, but um, I think you got to give a lot of credit it's to. It's been six years since he won an MVP. God, dude, 2015. Yeah. Yeah, my timeline was off. But I think this is good, though. I think this is this. That's a solid point. Now, he so he had he really said in there. What does that say? He really said. Bryce for MVP. Are we, are we right? And I, I don't think it's. I'll say this. It's not riot caliber yet because Tatis. But we will see how Tatis comes off this. He has it. Like the shoulder injury was supposed to be season ending. We thought it was season ending. They're saying they're going to work him back. He's going to get. He's going to get hey, surgery after the season. We'll I, see what happens. To be honest, I probably will be riding with with Evan on this one. You're going to take Bryce plus 500 to win the MVP? I think I would, man. I mean, if you look at the DeGrom situation, he's out the picture. That's what I mean. You look at the Tati situation, and his let's, stock let's is going this down. Let's put perspective. DeGrom at one point was like minus 110 or plus 110. Whoa! Is the bet off? The bet's off, right? What bet? Remember we placed the bet, DeGrom's finishing up. Oh, right? fuck. It has to be off. He hasn't played enough games, He bro. hasn't played enough and games. And he's, he's under right now, but he, has, right. he hasn't played enough games. Just say, explain what you were talking about right there so they know what you're saying. All right, so a couple... <laughs> it's probably a month ago. Yeah, about a month or two ago, we placed a bet. And we it was me, Alex, and Christian. Shout out Christian, boy. That's my guy. But we placed a bet, and you low-key... That, that bet's voided, so don't come to me about your 50. We placed a bet <laughs> that said, will, will Jacob DeGrom finish over or under a 1.75 and a half ERA? I took the over. Alex and Christian obviously, obviously took the under. That bet has to void now. Yeah, I don't know even. Know, I don't know how many starts he's. If, now here, let's let's make this fair. If he can't be really considered as an MVP candidate anymore, then we shouldn't count that as a bet, right? Yeah, no, no, no. We should not That's what I'm saying. No, I'm I'm, agree, I'm I'm in agreement. Yeah, doesn't with count. You. Doesn't count. We'll find something else to bet on. We'll find something else to bet on. We'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe a little Yankees or Phillies. Maybe we're yeah, we're, we're we're bankroll building here. We'll figure it out. But on to on to the show. So that was hot takes. Honestly, I don't know if you guys can tell by my face right now, but I fucking love that. Like that was awesome. Just and we only had and only had seven of them. I thought honestly we're probably gonna get 10, 15 hot takes, and we're gonna have to like I like that there were seven of them, and I could kind of take two minutes, three minutes on each of them. I really fucked with that. I don't know. I I probably shouldn't be saying this on live on the podcast, and we probably should say this for after the show, Alex. God damn it, dude! I was gonna play my applause button, but I, I took I, it off. I I I was I was Shit. I was feeling that, bro. I was feeling no. That, that was dude. fun. I mean, here, look. I was feeling that. Let me just say this real fast, and I've said this every the past two episodes that we talked about Twitch. The main thing that I say when I'm talking about Twitch is we're able to connect with you guys, and we when we read in the chat, we're reading what you guys are saying, we're reacting to what you guys are saying, and you guys are giving us things to talk about. Whatever, it's more of a chance for you to talk to us in real time live. What? We're good. We're good. My coffee, my coffee mug's broken. Uh, That's why I spell no games. Anyway, um, but for this instance as well, for hot takes as well, you we we ask any hot takes that you have, and then we are literally shouting you guys out. And reading what you guys said, and that's giving us topics as well. So, in a nutshell, you are connecting with us yet again on a different platform. Because what we've always been saying about the podcast versus the Twitch is we like how the podcast is just you and me. We are we're talking about our select different things, have the schedule day in and day out. And then for the Twitch, it's more of what are you guys saying to us? How can we talk more with you guys about you guys? Whatever, whatever. That's my two cents on that. Let's move All right, on. So moving on to. To the Phillies and Yankees surging. Mm -hmm. I don't know who you want to start with here, Alex. I'll, I'll give you the floor with your Yanks to start okay. because I did kind of just go, had my heart on for Bryce. I'm going to let that adjust and settle down for a little bit before we go back into our Phillies talk. So talk about your your, your Yanks. They had so, a big July. Yeah, had they had a big a July. Big end of July. They had a really good uh, start of August. They were 7-3 and three to start their first 10 games in August. And in their last 15 games... To end July and start August, they are eleven and four. So for a team that has basically no starting pitching, 
a bullpen team right now because everybody's either hurt or with COVID. For example, I'm going to list some of these names right now. Anthony Rizzo with COVID. Gary Sanchez with COVID. Starting pitcher Jordan Montgomery with COVID. Starting pitcher Garrett Cole with COVID. And then you have your 10-day injured list with Miguel Andujar and Clint Frazier and Domingo Herman and Glaber Torres. <laughs> Guys like Gio Urshela. Huge Chapman. Huge piece. 60-day DL. Michael King. Severino, who's Huge supposed piece. to come back in a week and a half or so. Corey Kluber. He throws a no-hitter and then is gone two weeks later. Aaron Hicks, obviously, he's been out for the season. Doesn't that's that's not really a problem. But you th- you think about those games like that, nice. and then Darren O'Day sucks too because he was that closer for them. And I I didn't really touch on this, but this was months ago. This is right around when Kluber went down and Hicks went down. They had Dar- they got Darren O'Day from the Braves as a closer when Britain was still hurt back in the beginning of the season, and then he went down for, out for the season. That's not really my my concern. My concern is basically almost all the starting pitchers. And almost half of the goddamn starting lineup that is not um, not able to play right now. Other than that, though, to be able to still play to where you can put yourselves in somewhat of a contending uh, position for a playoff battle is um, is something to look forward to. Obviously, can't take anything away from the Tampa Bay Rays as they're doing it again. Now seven games up from the Yankees. And it's really hard to... Continue to win like the Yankees are without, like I said, well, I'm going to allude to this a lot, without the guys that they need to be on the on the field. It's really good for them to win those games, but it's really fucking hard when you have the Tampa Bay Rays that just will not lose. And now they're playing the Red Sox in a series this week where they are beating the Red Sox. And now not only getting further and further away from the Yankees, but further and further away from the Red Sox when two weeks ago the Red Sox were on top of them all. It is, it is great to see the Yankees still fucking there to, to, to kind of contend. They are two games back from the wild card. So the thing with me, and we talked about this on the live stream last night, I don't want to see the Yankees in, the, in a wild card spot again. It's so, like, just, just scary, tough to watch. It's, it's one game and they're done. It's scary. You know what I mean? So I don't want to see them in that position again. Will I? Do I think that they will catch the Rays and win the division this, this season? No, I do not. And you can quote me on that even if they do win it. I, I will gladly say I'm wrong. Say this about the Yanks. Uh, Everyone's going to say you're blaming it on injuries, but look, dude, no, they got no, 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 no pitcher. No, no, no. Listen, listen, I'll say this. You can, you can easily blame it on injuries, and, and this is where this might bite the Yankees in the ass long term. Seems like you guys are just fucking trying to gear up for the strongest possible team you can get to lose in the, in the wild card round. I mean, let's be honest. It's you, the A's, and the Red Sox right now in that wild card race. You can yes, throw sir. the Mariners in there if you want, but they're like yeah. five, six back. They're not going to go in there. If you guys have to play the Red Sox in, in a one-game situation, even if you win that game, you're going to easily expend Garrett Cole. You're going to expend your whole bullpen, which is seen is deeper than we thought now. I mean, you guys literally won a game where you started a different pitcher every inning, yeah. which is like, I mean, the Phillies couldn't fucking do that. No no shot. Now, I will say to, to that point, there, but, though. But, but, but about the Yankees. This bullpen struggling. Even, even it is struggling. But. All I'll say about the Yankees is this is a good sign because let's be honest, like they really might not make the playoffs. Everyone that you just listed, there's about four or five glue guys on the injured list that you guys would need to help you make the playoffs. Right. Not like we're gonna make the playoffs and these like it's not like you guys are at 73 wins right now. It's like we're good. We're gonna we're gonna get Gary back and get these guys Glaber back and all these guys back for the playoffs. Like it's like no, we need these guys to get us in the playoffs. So I'm that's kind of scares me for y'all because you get what like four or five more. Four, four or five more series to close the season out. Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's crunch time. It's crunch fucking time. I'll say this about the Yankees though: the reload looks, the reload looks really good. The reload looks really good in my opinion. I like guys like Clay Holmes out of your bullpen. So the bullpen was struggling. I'm a big Clay Holmes guy. Nice righty out your, out your rotation. I mean, can we talk about Louis Hill? Dude, fucking stud in this league. So good. Gonna be a stud in this league. So good. I like Higgy. I'm a big Higgy now, guy. I will Puts say the bat for... on the ball, moves runners. I love Higgy. You guys have pieces, like, and it scares me because you guys are giving so much money and expending so much resources for guys like Gallo, Rizzo, obviously by everyone else you spend for in your lineup. Yeah. It seems like you guys were gearing up for this one year, like this was the year or something. And I mean, the Yankees always pull money out their ass and, and prospects and trades, but like, I hope you guys didn't sell your soul for this. Because yeah. there's, there's young pieces well, that you guys can move forward with and, 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 and go on the next couple of years and build on with, instead of selling everything for this one year, if that makes sense. With Gallo and Rizzo, this is going to create a very, uh, and, and Judge as well is coming up, this is going to create a very interesting offseason. Yep. 
it's going to come down to Rizzo or Luke Voigt. And I have a feeling that they, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say who I think is, because I don't know. It seems like the Yankees fans are on the Trey Voigt train. Yeah, and I, that's what I was going to say, me. but I just don't want to say it because me. I don't want to speak it into existence. Right. Um, and in terms of Aaron Judge, when you get to the offseason, there's been, I've been reading a couple articles where they're saying that teams are interested to go for him. And I'm like, if the Yankees would be that stupid to let the, basically, I would say, the face of the franchise. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let go oh, yeah. like that. I mean, I would. that's beyond me. I mean, obviously, like, like we, it's hypothetical because John Carlos locked in the a what the fuck hey, contract. Hey, he played but... in left field last night. <laughs> I, knew, I, I, I knew it was going to happen. love night. it. And I don't understand why this. And I've said this before. Maybe Aaron, it was on a live stream. Maybe it was. No, off you, said, you said on the live stream. You go. You go. Did Aaron Boone walk up to, to him in the lineup and go, "Hey, your leg work? You gotta, yeah, play left field. You gotta go play. It's not running on the bases today." My whole thing with with that was about this, and I think I might have said this before. Maybe I, I know I've said this multiple times, and it's about Stanton. And he played with the Miami Marlins before the New York Yankees, and he played in the outfield. So when you have a New York Yankee team that barely has that before the year looked like they had way too many outfielders. And now it looks like they have too little. Why the hell was Stanton still at DH in that moment when they, when they can't field enough out, when they don't have enough players to, to get in the outfield, put him in the outfield, make somebody else at DH, make Higgy the catcher and put Gary at DH. I don't understand why you have to, they're calling up young guns to go play the outfield. Stanton can do that. Maybe maybe Boone just knows. Obviously, Boone must know more than me, but I'm just saying. Nice. Now, in terms of Luis, that you mentioned him, I do like... The only reason I will say that I like that all these injuries are happening is because we wouldn't see those guys perform no in this way. stage. Wouldn't know what the future of the Yankees could be in no five, six years, right? There'd be, so, there'd be no Higgy. There'd be no Hill. There'd be no Clay Holmes. There'd be none of that. And I, we, the only reason we're able to see Higgy on a, I guess, quote-unquote, consistent basis is because Garrett Cole only pitches to Higgy. I love that. I think, and you know what? And that's something that shows that that Higgy's the real deal because a guy like Eric Cole, Eric Cole is like, I only want him catching for me. He I just doesn't have the right communication. They're not telepathically, yeah. as I'm saying that, uh, Gary Sanchez and Garrett Cole are not on the same page. Right. And that's fine. I wouldn't say that's fine, but. So. The fact that you have two guys that are able to do it and Higgy can hit. So you're, so what are your, what are your, what are your closing thoughts on your Yanks? Did we say we play playoffs, no playoffs? Yep. Closing thoughts: The Yankees will be another wild card team. Okay. It's really going to be just upsetting for to me to have to sweat that out again. But if they can just get in there, you know, I'm not saying like because everybody says for like the Phillies. Who in, who is in? It's the Red Sox and it's the A's are in there, right? You guys two are the, are the, the Red Sox are they're both they're Red Sox and and. Uh, A's are, are tied at, at like, and you guys are you guys are two games behind the A's. Behind both of them. Behind both of them. Okay, I had to make sure I got that right. So, uh, I just think that it's just awful to sweat this out for a team that most of these past three, four seasons they're getting into the playoffs as a wild card team, and you see what they did, what they're able to do. DS, CS, all this. But you have you have arms to expend back then. I know you don't. If if that. That wild card game could be dangerous, Alex. You guys could expend five right, arms. Right, but now, now, if you guys expend five arms in that wild card game, then you have to move on and play the number one seed in the AL. Who's that going to be? We know who it's going to be. But like, do you have the arms to go with them? And and I, I think if they have the healthy rotation, I think they can. I mean, you, I bitched about healthy, this. Healthy, the healthy rotation. I bitched this about this last season when they lost to the race. Tanaka was nowhere to be found in that in that yeah. series. Herman obviously wasn't there, and I was just this was me going off of his you know sixteen and two, eighteen and four season where he obviously was suspended. Garrett Cole had to do all the work on on short rest. So when you have guys now, Severino was gone last year. So it's like if we can just get a full rotation, just imagine if they had that rota- rotation with all these healthy guys, and you had Tanaka, you had Herman, you had Severino, you had Cole, you had Montgomery. There's no Tanaka now. So Do you guys like, hear this? This is every Yankees fan around the world for the last years. If we had, when Sevy comes, no, when this look, guy, though, like, that's literally all. And, and I, yeah, the amount of times be. I've heard when Sevy comes, when Sevy this, when we get, it sounds like we're asking for COVID to go away. When COVID goes away, you know what I mean? When Sevy comes, when Ben Simmons gets a jump shot, like it sounds the same. Yeah, same but I'm thing. just saying they, like, it's tough to. And this goes back to my first point on the Yankees. It's tough to be in this position where they are right now 
and be asked to continue to win games when they don't have a goddamn starting pitcher to get on the bump every day. It's nah, it is tough. So, and everyone's gonna say, "Oh, it's injuries, injuries." Let's go back. Like I said, let's do this again. Let's go. Let's go back to two years ago. Two years ago, they were able to make it to one game away from the CS, and mm. with the with the most, they had the most amount of injuries in a single season. Mm. One game away from the CS. Mm. Let's go back to my same point. If the fucking Philadelphia Phillies did that, it's like they won the one. It's like they won the World Series. But it's because it's the New York Yankees, and I said the same thing. I remember exactly when I said it. It's because it's the New York Yankees. It's simply because it's the New York Yankees. Everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, it's just injuries. Oh, they're just gonna be they're gonna be bitching about injuries again. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Let them go. Let's let them make their excuses. Let them have a fucking healthy team, and let's see what happens. Obviously, the bullpen is struggling. Obviously, the bats haven't been where they where they could have been, but they were on a on a five game win streak so far to, to start August. So that's my two cents on that. They will be a wild card game. Uh, I mean, a wild card team, uh, sadly, but they're not going to win the division. That's it. Final. All right, man. I, I, I'm interested to see. Like I said. But I, that's me being realistic. I have your Yankees getting into that wild card game. I have them losing, though. Definitely losing. I just don't, don't think you guys have the arms to to, to win a wild card game. Well, you know Garrett Cole's going to go eight innings. In I don't know if he's going to go eight innings in that game. I don't know if he's gonna, he, he's, he's bounced back from the sticky stuff um, slump he was in. He's bounced back from the sticky stuff slump, but we'll have to see he's sustained. Closing thoughts on my fills, because I, I went on with, for the fills a minute. I mean, obviously, you guys know, end of July, like mid-end of July, early August, fills are crushing it. One big thing about the fills early on in the year is that our big guns were carrying it, and our others, as these announcers like to say now, I hate that, the term others, weren't really stepping up as we needed them. Um, obviously, like, I mean, Bryce, Reese, JT, all of them were having a decent start to the year. Then you see uh, Reese going to that 30-day no history. Can we drop a lot of games? And, and now he's hurt. He's hurt now. But what I'm going to get into about the others, if you look at, if you look at replacements, Brad Miller comes in, mm-hmm. hits, has two multi-home run games. Odubel Herrera comes in, replaces McCutcheon, has a three-run home run the other night. He's been great in the lineup and patient behind the, behind the batters in the, in the box. He still scares me, though, about how his approach at the box, but he's been good. The, I know what you're talking about. The, the others have been stepping up. There's guys like Jankowski I like. One big thing about the Phillies is Alec Bohm looks so shaky at third base pre-All-Star break and even a little past post-All-Star break. But he's been coming along at third base. I'm not a big Alec Bohm in the field guy, but he's been coming along. I would say I'm not a big I, – I don't. a lot of people – I'm going to agree with you here. A lot of people have been saying they're shaking Alec Bohm in the field. I'd, I'd be wor- more worried about him in the box. Nah, he's gotta I, hit the ball. Yeah, yeah. And he's he's a, he's a Reese kind of guy where he'll go on these slumps, and it's like, what is Alec Boom doing? Like last night, we seen him swing at three straight absolute not meatballs, but there was two all speed pitches that got hung, and he just whiffed, and then a fast one whiffed as well. Like there's sometimes with Alec, I'm just like, all right, bro. But as a whole, when it comes to the Phillies, my favorite Philadelphia Philly right now, three, two, one, Ronnie Torres. Gene Segura. Not Ronnie Torres? <laughs> oh! I like how we almost got that, though. <laughs> now, I'm, a, I'm a big Gene guy right now. One thing I'll say about the Phillies, though, is like we, we question the arms. And, and we add a guy like Gibson. He's doing big things for us. Um, He starts today against the Dodgers, which we need that today. We had that matchup with, with Gibson versus David Price. We can steal that one because the next matchup, I think, is, is Suarez versus Urias. And we're not, we're not winning that. Ranger shithead. Even, listen, Suarez snapped. Well, if we were to talk about something, Suarez in his last start snapped. He was on a 60 pitch count and he did his thing. And he said it, he said it, he said it on an article that he was like, I was even pitching, not even attacking guys as much as I want to because I was yeah. on a 60 pitch count. But I'll say this the Phils are back. We're not. 112 win, 108 win, four eight. But you don't have to be. You don't have to be. In that division, and the one thing I'll you tell you about be. the Phils being back, look at the series versus the Mets. That place is close to selling out. It's getting 30, like it's, it holds 37,000, I think. We're getting 35, 33. So for that stat, real fast, um, in that three game series, uh, it was like 109,300 or 107,600. That was the most amount of uh, attendance in a three game series since July of 2019 against the Atlanta Braves. That's wild. So to your point, if they're back, Fans love it too. I mean, they're back. The longest, longest win streak in a decade since 2011. I just, I, the, 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 our arms scare me. Our arms really scare me. We're gonna need guys like Zach to eat innings. Hopefully, he wins the Cy Young. I need Aaron to eat innings. And you see, yesterday he gets seven strikeouts in three innings. His curveball looks like he has command of it again. It's looking good. Gibson's gonna have to step up for us. If those three guys can eat six and seven innings for us consistently, we have a shot. I'll say this: guys like Brad Miller keep stepping up. Odubel keeps stepping up because McCutcheon are gonna get healthy. Everyone's gonna get healthy. We're gonna have our full lineup back, but it's good to know we have utility guys in our back pocket that like they can actually bring something to the team. Like if Brad Miller pinches hits or he has to play a game in the playoffs, he will bring something. If Odubel has to pinch hit, he will bring something. It's huge for us. Even a guy like Ranger Suarez, 
if he's not a complete everyday, not everyday, like every five day starter, you've seen him with the Rays. They have relievers that can come in and eat three, four, five, even six <laughs> innings if they if they need yeah, them to. Yeah. And I think that's a, that's something that Ranger Suarez can give us. We'll be decent this year. I got us. Because one thing that scares us about the division, right? The Mets, I think they're through. I don't think the Mets are going to be in that race. If you look right now, the Braves are one game back. They swept, I think they swept the Cardinals, who are a good team. They took three, two of three. They won last night. They took two or three from the Nats. They beat the Reds, who were right in the right in the wild card race. Yeah. The Braves are aren't what they were last year, but they're good. What's I mean, let's if you're going to talk about the Braves, just real fast, I want to say this. Uh let's imagine if Acuna Jr. was on this team. Yeah, they're 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 probably two games up, up on us right now. I'd give, That's you, fair I'd give you that. They're probably two games up on us. But I'll say this about for Phillies fans. We have really good, really good things going on right now. Really good signs being shown. I would just, just hold your horses on because I've seen this story in Philly a lot. We get so excited. We get so excited in July. Let's remember we'll our episode so, with Ryan Rothstein. We'll we'll Pre uh, playoffs, he said this exact same thing about, the, about, the about the getting excited about Philadelphia sports teams. So I think he would they, know because he said it and, it and he spoke it into existence. He proved it listen, right. So what I'll say is listen like. Up. It's just, there's no way you can tell. No, there's a way. I think if this team wins the division, it's a win for the, for the Phillies no matter what. One thing I'm, I'm scared of, which is what I'm saying right now, is like all the hype getting built up on the Phillies right now, you're going to have the, not the bandwagon with the guys. I don't usually watch baseball, but I watch baseball when the Phillies are good. You're going to have those guys start coming in at full force. And, and then, then like they're, they're going to be expecting yeah. CS, World Series, and they're not going to really know what they're going to be walking into. A lot of these people who haven't been watching the Phillies as closely as someone like me has been watching it all season, like as close as you've been watching the Yankees all season, know like, okay, if we win the NL East, that's a win. I could We could literally win the NL East. And then lose 3-0 in the in the DS. I'm fuck it. Like we're moving on the next year. We're good. My guys are playing well. Like, and that's what as a, at least as a Phillies fan, that's what we need to be looking for. Can we win this division? Can we compete in the playoffs? It's not about World Series and, and CS this year. If it happens, we have a magical run. Cool. Can this team win the division? Can we be competitive in that DS game? In that DS playoff series? I'll be happy. I see some good things from my Phillies. Do I think we win the division? <sighs> no. Do I think? Damn, I, I think, don't think we do. I don't know. I think I don't think we do. I don't think we do. Let me be honest. I don't you think, think the Braves are gonna take it? I don't think we do. It's gonna be a three-headed race, and the thing that helps us out is that the the Dodgers have to go play the had to go play the Mets next. The Dodgers go play the Mets next. The Braves look at their series to end the end the year. It's, oh my God, to kick off. They have like the Orioles. They have the Mariners. I think they might have the Tigers. They do finish though. They finish against a series. They have a series versus the Giants, and they finish with a two-game set versus the Dodgers. So I think it's six games or seven games they have the Giants and the Dodgers to close the season. So you could see them collapse right there. Right there. And it's going to come yeah. down to the come down. I, I, just, I just don't think that we're really... Can we ride this all the way through August and this September? We'll see, but... I think we might lose the lose the division by a game or two. I just I hope if we can win the division, that's a win for me. But I think I don't think we take it this year. I don't. So uh to the the very last thing to close this out, this is nothing to do this has nothing to do with anything that we said today. I'm only gonna ask you this question. I'm not gonna have any comments on this last thing and then I'll close things out. Do you think now just let me say it, do you think Jamal Adams deserves to have more than fifteen point two five million dollars a year, making him the highest paid safety in the NFL? That's the question. Do I say he doesn't? Okay. So he's not the best safety in the league. He's top 10. I would put him at the seven, six, five range. He's up there. But when people get into paying players and they say, you hold, if you're going to pay this guy this money, he and him out in Miami, he makes this money. Like, listen, players get paid by their tier of players and then how much they matter to that specific team. If you look at if you go to if you go to vintage Legion of Boom days, they built that defense. Now usually you say you build defense from the from the front seven back. They built the Legion of Boom from the back to the front. Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, Richard bam, Sherman, bam. even Byron Maxwell when he was doing his thing. Then they built down to the to the linebacker set. They didn't, they got guys like Bobby Wagner. So the CLs like to build from back to front. If if you want to bring back the Legion of Boom X defense, you have to lock in a guy like Jamal Adams for a long term deal. What is Jamal Adams worth to a, t a defense like the Seahawks? How they, how, like how, how they like to run it? Fifteen, thirteen, fourteen million dollars. Fifteen million dollars, Jamal. You're, you're wilding. Hopefully, we can get you at fourteen point six, fourteen point seven, and and shake hands, have a good day. You do deserve to get paid though. You caught. You didn't. You caught. 
I don't want to say shade, but you were underappreciated in, in New York, but it was New York, and obviously you're not going to get the love you, you expect. And now you're in Seattle. You want the love you, you deserve. I think they'll get you up 14-5, 14-6, 14-7. If you get that 15, good for you. But you do you do deserve to get paid at, at like a top three safety in the league just because of how much you mean to that scheme. That's what I'll say. That's all. Yeah, that, I don't have anything to say. That's all I just want to – I saw that, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to pop this at the end of the show and see what he says. <laughs> That's going to do it for today's show. If you want to follow us – on the Twitter page, head over to at ADED Podcast on Twitter and at ADED Pod on Instagram. And if you like today's video, if you liked our first hot take segment, drop a thumbs up and leave a comment down below if you want to see more hot takes, if you want to see some more Yankees and, and Phillies talk, and anything related to the NFL offseason as well. The Twitch, we are going live on Twitch this week. We went live last week. We were sticking to an every other day schedule. Had some complications this week, so we mostly will be going live for the remainder of this week. We have some plans with the Twitch. Can't wait that we spoke about mm. today. Cannot wait to share that Ooh. with you guys, which you guys will see. We are not going to have to tell you what we're doing because you guys will see it on the live stream. The name of the live stream is simply All Day Every Day Show. There is no the. The, the link tree to all of these links will be in the description of this video if you're watching on YouTube. And the Twitch will be a separate link um, outside of the link tree just so you can click on that. Uh, it's just faster to get there. We're trying to build up these followers and we got the subscribe button on there as well. So if you want to hit that subscribe button, feel free to do so. I know we're not asking you to pay any money to watch this because you can do it for free. But if you're feeling generous and you want to hit that subscribe button, by all means, go ahead and do that. We're... Manny's going off with these stream alerts and this OBS, this, 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 and this. The, the thing that I say all the time, and I said it last night, was we go hand in hand so well because the things that I don't know, he knows. The things that he doesn't know, I know. So it just it works as a uh, nice mesh. Best, best backcourt in podcasting. The, 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 <laughs> back, the gears in the clock that are turning in the, in the correct way to make the clock go like this, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, is how it works for us. Uh, we always appreciate you guys. Thank you for your continued support on Twitter, on the Facebook page, on Instagram. As you see us doing these meetups, we will never take any of that for granted. Please stay great. Be great because you guys fucking are. Let's go, fucking move. Until next time, my boys. Until next time. You've been listening to the All Day Every Day Show with All Day AJ and Manny Ruffin. My name is Alex Jacobs. But you can call me all day, AJ. See you later, baby.